Hey everybody, this is Ronnie Burnick with Hot Corner Athletics coming to you with the sixth uh, Hot Corner podcast. Really super excited about our guest today. We have two of them. Um, one of them is Ron Pierce, former pitcher in the Seattle Mariners organization, and the second is Willie Jackman, a high school pitcher. Uh, and today we're talking about different pitch grips um, and how to develop a slider as you get older. Um, the way that Ron threw his and, and the different pitches and the ways that he developed himself from the time that he was in high school all the way through professional baseball. So really excited for you guys to listen in on this. Um, check this out. Willie's got like, I mean, would you say like a kind of a lower three quarter? Yeah. 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 So, Brady? So he's, yeah. So he's kind of a low three quarter. He's like, okay. I mean, he's got to 87, but like he's like yep. pretty much four to six. But changeup's really good. Yep. And so and so he kind of plays that a lot, but he's struggling with a slider. So like you for throw, me, um, you more is it two seam for fastball? No, it's a four seam, but like so it a four seam, like a two seam. It moves like okay, that's the way I was too. Yeah. Um, I mean, in college, as I played in pro ball, it was I always coaches always thought I threw a two seam, and I had to tell them like, no, I throw a four seam. I would keep my fingers a little closer together. Um, I forgot to bring a baseball, of course. I'm at work right now, but I uh, forgot to bring a baseball. But anyways, um, I would always, yeah, I would, I wouldn't be, they wouldn't be right next, right on top of each other, but I would have a little bit of breathing room. I used to throw like the fat four seam, you know, your fingers are, are super far yeah, apart. That's, that's just the way it was in high school. Um, and then over the years, I gradually started like getting closer and closer. It's weird. Like you'll, if you, you'll never like see this if by watching like uh, big leaguers play, but a lot of the guys that throw fuzz are, um, their fastball grip is like right on top, like their fingers are right next to each other. So it's super tough to control, but it gets, it gets more velocity, I guess, because there's less surface area. Um, so usually, I mean, to get into the complex part of it, but the more surface area you have on the ball, the more movement you're going to get. So if you're yeah. wider, you're going to have a little bit more movement than if you're close, it's going to be flatter and straight. Um, but, but yeah, so four seam. So then your changeup is a four seam too? Yeah. Okay. Circle change, four seam. Circle change? How do you how do you hold it? Do you have a baseball on you? Yeah, I hold it like that. I would say move it move it a little over. <laughs> oh, can you see it? Like I don't know. Yeah. How okay. Now there we yep, go. Yep. 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 Like okay. in the whole like the two, the middle fingers and the essentially finger. a fastball. Yeah, fastball yeah. with the two with the two middle fingers instead of the yeah. two outside. Yep. Okay. Good. Good. And you said that moves that moves well for you. Yeah, that's like a yeah. good pitch. Uh, okay. Um, I would say that I would say that from a recruiting standpoint, like if I was going to recruit him, he's probably going to be like. I mean, honestly, right now he he can get lefties out pretty good, yep. um, because the changeup kind of falls off and, yep. his, and, his, and his fastball runs a lot. But like I I did, I think he's going to struggle with righties a little bit okay. because I can't really throw to the like the outer half of the plate. The arm side, your arm side. Yeah, you can't throw in on righties or away on righties. Away on righties, glove away, side. So glove side, glove side. Okay, that's the problem. So, so he's having a hard time glove side to righties. I think that's just going to be like development. I think that that's yep. going to be time, just kind of getting a feel for that. Maybe yep. be learning to run that, run his fastball back. I think is going to yep. be huge. And then, and then he doesn't have an out pitch for a right-handed hitter. So there's no way yeah. to keep him off balance. It's really just I'm going to throw fastballs, try to locate, and hopefully you miss yeah. it. Yeah. So, and then I, I got a question about the four seam actually. When yep. you when you hold your fastball, like your fingers are close together, right? So let's say let's say they're like this. Now, do you hold it like in the fingertips where you've got like space here, or do you kind of grip that deeper in your hand? I used to, so I, I would grip it. Um, I used to grip it pretty tight, but as I developed, like in high school, it was a, it was a little tighter. I think just I don't know, just lack of 
not control, but just lack of comfort, I guess. But as I got more comfortable throwing, um, it got looser and looser. So it's the same thing. You'll find a lot of, like a lot of the guys, um, I don't have to use my, my fist for example, but a lot of the guys like big league guys that throw, uh, throw gas, they, they, it's super light. Like, so they, they barely grab on for their fastball and I, I would try it and I would, uh, I had no idea where it was going. Yeah. I feel like um, I always choked the ball on my fastball. Yeah. Like for me, I felt like, you know, to a, to, to a point, I'm not saying like I'm grabbing it like I'm like I'm trying to friggin' like choke the thing. But um, you want to be you want to have a little bit of separation just because that, that, again, when it comes back to the surface area, right, the less surface area you got touching the ball, the, the harder you're going to throw it for most part. Um, but again, there's that fine line of you don't want to lose control at the same point. So it's, it's something where it's like if you're going to throw in games maybe keep throwing the way you've been throwing. But when you throw on the side to, you know, for practice and stuff throughout the week, maybe try and uh, try and use the, that time to work on maybe loosening the grip a little bit. So you could start to get a feel for it. And then as you, as you go and keep growing, um, mm-hmm. you'll be able to, to do that. Uh, Willie, what, what grade are you in? How old are you? I went for like a fifth year of high school. Okay. Canada, like the 12 B. I don't know. Canada boy. Kind of like what Rem did. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so it's the same deal. Like, I graduated last year, and then you can just go back for an extra year. Yep. I went to go okay. play sports, and then... Didn't Fitzy do that, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he got yeah. hurt, though. Fitzy got hurt, so he oh, was, hurt. Okay. used that that fifth year. But yep. okay. so he's going to go to end trip. and to be honest with you, I, nice. think that, I think that even after one year, he may be able to transfer out, because he's going he's gonna to develop there, and I think Kling does a really nice job of getting those guys ready. Yeah, Kling does, uh, a, does a great job. But, like he has to figure out a sub, another off-speed pitch. And so we've yep. been playing around the slider, but when I was talking to him about it, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out to Ron because your slider yep. when you were in Seattle organization was like filthy. I, rem- I literally remember, yeah. like, Willie, I couldn't catch it. Like, when we were playing, <laughs> I used to catch him and co- I caught him in college. But when, when he got into the Seattle's organization, I mean, he started getting a lot sharper. Yeah. The, the movement on it was a lot better. Plus, you, you were messing around your arm slot a little bit. So, yep. I think it's perfect because with him having kind of an off slot, like a three quarter type slot. Yep. How how did you grip yours kind of thing? Like, and you can. Yeah, play- so I actually have pictures, so I, I'll do my best job. Um, now that I don't have a baseball, of course. As soon as I pulled into work this morning, I told myself I had to bring a baseball, and then I forgot it, and I was like, oh, of course, that was unbelievable. Um, I think these are just old pictures that I sent you, Ronnie. Yeah, probably. Um, okay. So I hold. Obviously, you have your curveball grip. I don't know if you throw a curveball at all. No, it's um, just mostly slider. Yeah, because I could never really – as soon as I started dropping down further, right, I was always a low three-quarter slot guy. But in, in pro ball, I kind of started going um, subby towards the end of my pro career. Not subby, more straight sidearm. But I um, I couldn't really throw a curveball because, you know, to have the curveball, you have to stay on top of it. So when you're a low three-quarter slot guy, it's tough to really stay on top of it to get that 12-6 bite. Mm-hmm. Um, or and, and a lot of coaches will say the slurve, right, I don't – I don't necessarily like that. I feel like that's not a pitch. You have a curveball or you have a slider. You know, mm-hmm. The slurve is like a, you know something you say to the 13-year-old because they're trying to learn how to throw a slider or whatever. Um, but so the, the slider, the big thing with it is – so the curveball you're trying to stay on top of, right? The slider you want to emphasize staying on the side of, okay? So it's different with the curveball. You're, you're really starting to stay on top of it. I don't know if you fish at all, but it's like when you go and cast, right? You're casting out. That's the curveball, that, that motion right there, right? You grab the line open the reel, cast out. It's that flip action. That's mm-hmm. what the curveball is. The slider is more of this action where you're coming down alongside of it. All right. So I know it's, it's tough via, via zoom. Um, but it's a tricky, it is a tricky pitch to learn, but once you kind of get a feel for it, um, you'll find yourself 
obviously getting, getting a feel for it, getting better and better with it every day. Mm-hmm. But the big thing, obviously, with the curveball is you want the action, right? It's starting on, I think I'm backwards, I'm trying to figure out. But this is the you know, middle of the plate to away, away on, a, on a righty, right? Yeah. Whereas a curveball, you're looking more, nah, even 12 to 6s yeah. aren't really 12 6. But the slider, you really want that action right there, mm-hmm. all right? And the way you get that right, so it's going to be a combination of staying behind it, but also you also almost want to stay a little bit on, on top of it, maybe like not on top of it, but, but enough on t- um, to like, if I'm thinking about a clock, like three o'clock or at one uh, thirty or two o'clock, like enough to get like, even like if so, it's just like the last knuckle piece. Can you like kind of get up, uh, move yeah. over a little bit like a camera? Yeah. Yeah. I'll move it back. I'll just move it back here. Is that better? Again, I'm dealing with my iPad, so I'm trying to like, yeah, I, have to, yeah. I have to look down here, but you're way over on here. So it's like, yeah. Um, okay. So this is how I held my curveball it was, or my slider. It was loose. All right. So looking at here. Okay. So that's just the, the reverse side. So I'm holding it on just like you would throw like almost like a two-seam, like, like a curveball, right? Yeah. So you hold it on the, 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 the inside of the C there. You're going the inside? So like this? So if the C, the C should be, um, let me see, where are you at, Willie? Move the camera. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah you just like that. I would even move, maybe move it, move it. Um, like up a bit? Yeah, no? like right there. Yeah, yep. Okay, perfect. You want but the you middle really, finger of the side, like, I've usually been splitting it like this. I you always want the middle did. finger in? No, I always, always do um, the lace on the, on the inside of your middle finger, right there. Yeah. That's where you want your lace. Okay. Okay. All right. Because what you're going to do is um, when you, when you throw it then, right, you're going to throw it and it's going to go along the side. I, for me, it was always a feel thing. Um, and a lot of obviously I, guys have a bunch of different grips, but for me, I like the, the feeling of it running along the inside. Cause I feel like that's where like I could get the most grip on it. Right. So mm-hmm. I feel like I would, I was able to really like pull it alongside my finger there because it was, the lace was right there giving me that, that grip. It was the same thing with my curveball. I felt like I could, just really get a good snap on it because I had that the leverage of the lace being right there. Whereas mm-hmm. I, again, I don't know. I've never actually thrown one with it with it in between. But for me, I always felt like I was able to get the most momentum and and rip, I guess you could say, when I held it with that. Rather than I feel like I would lose something if I tried to do it um, in between the two fingers. I kind of like that because, like traditionally, a lot of people say you know split the seam with your fingers, but then. You're, you're actually taking those laces and you're putting them in between two fingers. So you really yep. don't have that dominant one that's able to actually take over. Yeah. So I actually like the feel of that. Now, with your thumb, do you have your thumb go like on the inside of that lace too? Yep. So I do this. So okay. it just like, so I have my thumb would go. Um, would it be on the, like, yeah. the seam down so it'd here? be, it'd be on the inside part right here. The lace would be on the inside. So it's I almost like you're getting double action, right? You're pulling on this side, but you're also pushing on that side, both yeah, of the lace. Still kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yep. the, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of feel this kind of thing. Right, because it's all about the spin, yes. right? Yep, just like that. So you can see it here. I think I, the picture, so if I go back to the picture. Inside, like the yeah. inside of your thumb here is what got to be on that lace. Though. Right, so you can see this picture here. That's a kind of a good example of it. Yeah, okay. See, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Because then you're getting the, like, when you're going, like, yeah. And even with this picture, I'm a little loose on it. Um. But like yeah, you could even you could even rotate it so that the 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 uh, pointer finger middle finger go up further on the ball and the ball sits a little deeper in your hand. So now right. when you're like when you're going to throw that like I guess yep. the one thing that's a little bit confusing I mean for me I'm not a pitcher but I think this is really good for him is like 
when you went to throw that, hopefully you can see me. Like when you went yep. to throw that, like were you completely pretty much to the side of it? Ronnie, flip the ball, flip the ball around so that the two seam is so the two seam is going with your fingers. This way. Yep. Right there. Yep. Okay. So yep. as yep. I so as I turn this here, you kind of want to be here on it. Yeah. So you want to really, I mean, you want to be on the side of it, right? So if I can like move myself back further enough, right? So when you're here, I don't know if you can see me. Can you guys see me? Yep. You see my yep. arm? Yeah. So with the curveball, you're here, right? You're on top of it. You're coming through. Fastball, you're behind it. Yeah. Change up, you're behind it, right? The slider, you want to be here with it. Okay. So see where on my finger, side. the top fingers, the slider. Yeah, on the side here. So even though even though the curveball, you're more here, so you're angling your arm up to get that snap down. The slider, you're on the side of it. But you also want the top of your fingers to be a little bit on the top, but not really, right? So you're not. It's not like a two seam where you're trying to stay behind it and just move your fingers and pressure to have it move one way or the other. You really do want to get on the side of it. And it's really, you're starting to, you're trying to finish it through here. All right. Stand on the side of it, getting through. And that's why the, the slider is the worst pitch for your elbow. And that's why a lot of people have it with, like to get Tommy John with it. Um, especially if you're throwing it when you're younger, I always encourage kids not to throw a slider until I didn't learn. I didn't learn my slider until freshman year at Canisius. So I was, what, 19 years old when I learned how to throw a slider, and it was my best pitch. So it's one of those pitches where it's like once you can, once you can kind of get a feel for it, it's, it's pretty easy to pick up. It's not like changeup where a changeup is a super feel pitch, and it could take you years to figure out, like to learn an actual good changeup. Mm-hmm. That was one of my biggest mistakes. I didn't throw a changeup in high school. I tried to figure one out in college, and it, it was never really a great pitch. I could, I could get it well. I could throw it decently well, but it was never like a super good out pitch for me. Um, but I, I, as I went into pro ball, I didn't really need it because I was a reliever, so I didn't necessarily throw it as much. I remember, the, I remember in college though, like you really were able to play off your breaking ball and your slider though. Like you, yeah. you to a point where you were able to use your curveball and your slider effectively. But I yep. would say traditionally, I think that's part of what probably made you a professional athlete is because you actually had four pitches that you could throw in a game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you, yep. you were throwing gas, and then you had curveball, slider, and changeup. Even though your changeup probably wasn't your best pitch. You still it had a, it. It was a different look. Yeah, it was a little bit of a different look where, I, and I could still throw it for a strike, even though it right. wasn't moving so, a ton. So with Willie, like to be honest with you, he reminds me a lot of, of you because when you got to Kansas, what were you like, eighty six, eighty eight? Yeah, I would say probably around there. Yep. When you left, you In were ninety four. When you left, yeah. And yeah. so, like, I see a lot of him and you in that respect. I, I would say that the one thing that really helps him is that he has, like, he's got a good changeup. Okay, good. It's a really good pitch. But then again, he doesn't have a breaking pitch. So that's why I wanted to do this. But I understand what you're saying a lot more about that, the slider, because, I mean, Willie, I think that for a while we were playing around with the opposite laces we were playing around with, which was. And we were playing around with the middle, like they split the scheme. We we were playing around splitting it. And that's probably the reason why it's not, it doesn't have as much spin. Now, the one thing that I, I can see a little bit when I'm watching this is. When you get on, when you're on the side of it, but when you get to the top of the ball a little bit, that's going to add that depth to it. That's going to add that late bite. I feel like if yep. you just get to the side of it, now it becomes a, a pitch that's going to kind of sweep around this way. Yeah, that's gonna stay on. That's going to stay on hitter plane for a lot longer. And the big, yeah, the big thing, like so, the big difference between a good slider and a, I would say, the big difference between a bad slider and a really good slider is a lot of kids, especially low three quarter. This is going to be huge for you, Willie. Is is you don't want to get lazy with it. And what I mean by that is kids that I work with, even myself, guys in the, in the big leagues, guys that I played with, um, would have days where they just got lazy with it. So instead of really focusing on, on keeping those last two knuckles on top of the ball, 
they were getting to the side of it and they were just trying to almost like, you know, throw it like a sauce friggin, it. Yeah, sauce it, right? They got a Frisbee and they're trying to throw it. And yeah. that's what we call the cement mixer, the cement mixer slider. It's going to spin a lot, but it's not going to do anything. And those are the ones that the kids are going to hit hard, especially if you're trying to, th- if you're like 0 2 1 2 count, you're trying to bury a guy and you, th- you try and rip a slider and you throw it, you know, you get lazy with it and you stay on the side of it and you just kind of flip it like that, right? That's when it's just going to spin. It's going to go right down the middle of the plate and it's not going to bite and they're going to hit it. I don't know if they're going to hit hard, right? But it's going to be right down the middle of the plate. It's not going to have as much bite. So that's one thing you really, really want to make sure instead of being here, you really want to make sure you get on top of it a little bit, but it's that action where you're coming through and you're finishing it and you're just making sure you're pulling it enough with that hand of where it's going to get you that bite, where it's going to go in and dive down. I assume that for the grip, you're putting more pressure on the middle finger than the, like yeah. the pointer's yeah. just like a guide, right? Yeah, it's just kind of there to, to, yeah, to give you a little bit more guidance for, for, uh, for control. Because, um, I mean, you could essentially probably throw a slider without the, the middle finger, but it's just there as like a little bit back up and, and keep, keeping the fingers firm. But you want the fingers to be close together, obviously, right? Like close together. Mm-hmm. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. I actually, I like the feel of that. I, like in my hand, like I actually yep. like the feel of that. I feel, I feel like it's strong. And it's, I mean? and it's, yeah. And it's definitely one of those, it's a, it's a feel pitch um, for you that depending like the big thing with, uh, with how far up the lace you want to go. Right. So if you want to be, if you want to go closer to the, to the C right. Or whatever. Right. If you want to go closer up to the edge. So if that's the C on the baseball, if you want to go closer up and throw it there, like, and just keep your finger running along the lace, that's fine. If you feel more comfortable having a little further down, that's fine too. It's just going to be a field pitch for you as you go. Um, I did that too. I, I, I had times when like, I used like the collegiate summer leagues to do that, to really kind of get a feel for my pitches. And eventually I, I just w- was able to find a sweet spot to where it felt good. And I had a lot of movement on it. No, go ahead. I think it also was before, like I would always tuck the thumb like underneath. Yep. And it wouldn't really be on anything. It would just be chilling there like that. Okay. So I think the thumb being here and now like I can visualize it pushing like that. Yep. So much. Cause I think the thumb is there. It's an important part too, for control as well. Cause if you mm-hmm. tuck the thumb underneath, um, I feel like you have a, I don't know, just in my experience, I feel like you'd have a much, it'd be a lot easier for the ball to pop out. Yeah. Right. So that's, so that's going to lead to you not being able to get as much bite on it where you're pulling it through to where the ball is going to pop out more. Cause if you try and put, if you put pressure on, on the end here, right. You put pressure, it's going to pop out cause nothing's keeping it solid on the back end. Yeah. Right. So you pop it out and that's where you're going to get a lot more of that ball that might not is be as, it might be more like a curveball or a slurve where it's kind of popping up and staying middle rather than staying firm and then biting down at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Willie, yours, your slider did that for a while where it kind of looked like it was slipping a little bit and staying mm-hmm. up. You know what yep. I mean? It did that for a long time, really. So Willie used to be like, he used to kind of really be like up here and he would throw yeah. more breaking ball. And yep. when he was younger, like the breaking ball was good at that age. But now that he's throwing harder, I mean, we need, we, we kind of are trying to go more of like a cut slider type deal. Yep. Um, you know, so I think that that's kind of a big deal for him. I think that this, I think that this grip might help him a lot and just play around with it and figure out yep. what works, but you need to get that thumb in there for sure. And then, yeah. you know, for you, like, were you more with your slider, were you more focused on like that middle finger pulling and kind of getting out like as far as you can extension wise, yeah. or yeah. like, I hear a lot of pitchers talk about how they, how they actually finish. Like, I think Rodon actually was a guy who like finishes at his hip when he throws a slider versus like 
finishing somewhere else. Like you're not trying to cut that pitch off, right? You're still trying to get it extended yeah, out. You still want to get it out. You still want to extend it out. Um, so I don't know if you do like towel drills and stuff like that, but we did, a, we did a lot of those to get extension down the mound. Mm-hmm. Um, I would encourage it, have somebody like holding a glove at the end of the mound, right. And you're trying to whip the glove, right. Or put a chair yeah, down like there. We, we did, yep. Did a bucket, get the towel and just trying to extend it. You want to have the same mentality with, with the slider. Cause that's, what's going to give it that, that, um, that edge, I guess, at the end, right. That bite at the end, because if you're, if you start to baby it, if you don't get that extension, right. Same thing with the fastball, you're getting the fastball out, you're going to the change about curveball. You're not getting out as far. Cause you want to, you want to have a little bit of pop on it. Um, but the slider is the same thing. You want to have extension and get it out. And then at the end, that's where you're going to be pulling through, right? That's when you're going to be pulling. And that's what's going to give it that that line to make it look like a fastball. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, you want it to look like a fastball because it's going to go, and then you're going to have it bite away. Um, and that's what's yeah. going to get hitters to swing and miss or hitters to, to not want to swing. Um, but it's definitely a pitch that you want extension on, that you yeah. want to try and get further. But the, the two main things, right? So the big thing is, because I know you said you worked on a cutter. Um, Right. So the understanding the differences between those pitch, a cutter, what you're doing is the same thing as a fastball, but you're just kind of staying behind it. You're staying behind the ball. You're just kind of putting a little bit more pressure on your, your middle finger. Yeah. Right. And, and, yeah. and coming like, through with a little bit more pressure. So it's going to move a little bit. Right. Yeah. It and doesn't... the two seam. Yeah. Two seam, same thing. Your inside pitch is going to move that way. Um, it's wild. If you ever like look up um, different pitchers, I know Maddox used to do it really well, but I know like currently like Scherzer um, does a great job with it. He has two different, pitches by just the pressure that he puts on so he can yeah. he can put more pressure on this and it's going to cut he can put more pressure on the, the middle or on the, on the pointer finger and it'll too it'll it'll run which is wild i was never really able to do that i was always a run guy i could never throw a cutter just because of my arm slot but the slider right so the cutter you're staying behind it just putting a little bit more pressure on the middle finger whereas the slider you really want to make sure you're staying on the side of it mm-hmm. with that thumb up keeping up on it and you're coming through it right it's not so much with a curveball where you're snapping it down you're just kind of staying through it. You're also you want to get a little bit of a snap at the end, but you're not you're not trying to rip it through because that's when you're going to hurt your hurt your arm, um, which is a lot of what a lot of kids do. Because when you think of when you think of arm issues with the elbow, it's because of pronation, right? I don't like when you when you throw your your pitches right. You're you're throwing your fastball and then your arm's rotating over, pronating, protecting your elbow. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your changeup when you throw it, pronate over. It's super sweet if you ever if you ever are interested in what pronation looks like. Look at a, a still of Clayton Kershaw throwing his changeup. When he's by his ear, his arm, like he's not even behind it anymore. He's already like, he's already like starting his pronation to where his, like his thumb is like almost pointing to the like home plate. He's not even behind it. Like he's pronating so much that he like throws it like this. And then he comes over but with the slider. Thing. Yeah. It's wild. Um, but with the slider, it's tough because it takes away from that pronation because you're on this, you have to stay on the side of it. And you have to stay on the side of it. You're staying on the side of it. You release it here, right? And then you have to pronate it the last second. So that's why it causes issues because if a lot of guys, if you're trying to rip it through, you rip it through and then you pronate too late and it causes strain on your on your uh, UCL and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Did you ever did you ever hear how Scherzer actually Max Scherzer just came out? I think it was right before they shut this whole thing down. How he throws his changeup? Did you ever hear mm-hmm. about how he does it? No. So when he throws his, he basically takes this C right here, yep. and he kind of overdoes it. And so he'll put his his index finger will go down this side. His middle's in the middle, and his and his and his ring finger go down this way. Yep. Then his thumb and his pinky all get a lace. So and it's like a three he, finger, yeah. And then when he goes to release it, he he says that he's actually watched video to make sure that at release, his ring finger and his thumb are the ones that are pushing that ball out. 
and he'll actually he says that he likes to push through his thumb when he throws his change up. That's like yeah. his thought process behind it. Yeah. So when he That's goes right, yeah. That makes like, sense. He'll actually, push, he'll actually push through his thumb to get there. Yeah. That's how he kind of pronates his pitch. And I actually thought about right, it yeah. too, because because when you do that and you start to rotate this way yep. and you get and you get here, that's actually gonna naturally pronate you anyway. So when you watch yeah. him throw that pitch, it kind of seems like it's it's diving off. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, so I just think that I just think that for like Willie, I don't, I wouldn't really mess with your changeup too much. No. If it's effective and you're throwing it for strikes. Well, what's the opposite? Like, like okay, so with the slider, like I mean, you, you still pronate with your slider. It's just later, right? It's just later. Yeah. So that's where the arm, that's where the arm trouble can come in. And if guys don't throw it well, they don't throw it correctly. Like if they're trying to rip it too much, right? So they get on the side of it and they're trying to rip it through instead of staying on the top side of it and getting that snap to come through. Um, that's where you're, you're seeing a lot of arm trouble because they try and rip it. And after continuously doing that, as you get a higher at a higher level and you're throwing and, you know, throwing harder, putting more strain on your, your joints and stuff. Um, that's where it's going to can come into play. Cause if you try and rip it, it, it could, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to protect your elbow cause you're coming through and then you're here trying to rotate at the end. Uh, it just puts a lot more strain on the, on the elbow. That's why, that's why I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage learning a slider until at least, at least probably like junior to senior year of high school. Um, I don't, I don't see a need for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Biggest so I, pitch. Yep. I think Biggest pitch to, to, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> no, I, I was just, I think he's just at the age now where like, I think he can really start to develop it. Yeah. And that's yep. why. Yeah. If he can have that pitch leading into school, I think that'd be big. Yeah. And it's but. tough cause it's, it's not really like a pitch that you can throw a ton. Um, which is makes it a little bit trickier to, to really learn it because with a changeup, like you can, you're playing catch, you can just throw yeah. it because it doesn't hurt your arm, right? Whereas with a slider, you don't really get the same bite if you're throwing a flat ground or if you're just playing catch. You really have to throw it off a mound to see really how it moves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it can be tricky because you, you don't want to go out there and just throw 20 sliders, right? <laughs> your, your arm's going to be shot, especially if you're just trying to learn it. So I would say, like, you know, try and just work on getting the, the spin down, right, when you're in a, like in a flat ground or just playing catch. Don't ever, don't ever throw it further than 60 feet. Right. You're never going to throw like a change. You can throw a long toss with because it's the same motion as a fastball. You should never throw a slider or a curveball more than 60 feet because there's no point in it. Um, you're never going to throw it more than 60 feet, six inches in a game. So what's the point of trying to you're just going to be you're me changing your arm slots trying to it's just it's just not a good recipe. Um, so I would say like in a flat ground or anything like that, just try and work on the spin. Um, cause with a flat ground, it's not going to have as much bite because you're not falling down a mound, right? You're not getting, you're staying, not staying as low through it. Um, but definitely work on it off a mound once you feel comfortable with the spin. And, but once you start working on a mound, don't, don't, uh, overdo it. So mm-hmm. I'd say like, you know, you want to throw a couple fastballs and then get a couple sliders fastball and then like alternate fastball slider, fastball slider, and then maybe a couple fastballs, a couple sliders until, you know, maybe throw 10 of them just to get yeah. a feel for it. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely a feel pitch, and it's one that it's going to take. It'll take a little bit of time to kind of get the feel that you that you like. Um, but once you, I mean, once you get it down, it's it's a nasty pitch to have, especially for a low three quarter slot guy. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you start throwing harder, then it's big. Yep. Yeah, I did want to ask one thing too because yeah. he's he's a he's a workhorse. Like he wants to just throw and throw and throw and yep. like especially now that he's not really able to do anything. You yeah, know, it's like, tough. Like how many? I know you I know in pro ball it's a side, but how many bullpens or sides did you guys throw during the week? You know, and then like yep. and, and then long toss wise, like I mean, I know you guys are big into bands, you used to do bands all the time and, and all of that kind of stuff, and he does all those. But like when it comes to 
long toss bullpens and kind of workload? Like, what do you, what would you recommend, especially for a kid his age going into school? Like, he's yeah. probably, pretty much has from now until September to like figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like, yeah. when you're talking about that kind of stuff, I think that would be big for him to know. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, every, every, every pitching coach is going to have different ideas for weighted balls, bands, uh, long toss. Um, I personally, um, do you, you're going to, you're more of a starter. Yeah. 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 For now, at least until yeah, yeah. through college, are you, are you planning on being a starter on trip? Yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah, okay. Hoping. Okay. Um, for that, you would, you would, I mean, when I was a starter, you're looking at two bullpens a week in between starts. So if you start on a Friday, um, and I think that I'm pretty sure that's what, what Kling does as well. Um, <clears throat> So if you're if you're starting on a Friday, uh, you would throw a bullpen on Friday, Saturday. It'll be off day, Sunday. Throw a bullpen on Monday and a bullpen on Thursday, or no, uh, bullpen Sunday, bullpen Wednesday. So you throw you always throw your your last bullpen two days before your start. So you throw a bullpen and then you have off and then you throw live. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always encourage two bullpens in between starts. Okay. So your first bullpen is going to be more of a field bullpen. You're just going to be throwing fastballs. Don't really throw any off speed stuff. Just more of getting a feel for your location. Again, fastballs, changeups. Um, and then the, the bullpen before your start, that's when you're going to kind of ramp it up a little bit, not a ton, right? 20, 25, maybe, mm-hmm. um, working in your fastballs. So going from the stretch, going from the windup. Um, and then with long toss, I am a huge, um, supporter of long toss. I, I, when I, when I did it, it was, I think the thing that helped me out the most, um, that summer, the summer that I really started to get better was the summer. Um, you can, you, I mean, you ask Ronnie, he'll probably say, say, say the same thing. My first two years at Kenesha just weren't great. I had like a, what mid, mid five ERA as like a midweek starter coming in out of relief, you know, whatever, uh, on, on the, during conference games, the summer that I really got better was the summer that going into my junior year, I was playing down in, uh, coastal plains league in north carolina and i committed that summer to like really stretching and getting getting my lower body and my hips loose um but also i long tossed every single day that summer i had a throwing partner that wanted to long toss every day so and i was coming out of the bullpen that 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 summer too so it was like um it was a little tricky because you you know you don't know when you're coming out of the bullpen you have no idea when you're throwing right mm-hmm. um so it was your, when you're starting, it's a little bit easier. You can get more in, into a, a specific routine. Yeah. But I long toss every day, and my I, my arm has never felt better than that summer. Uh, that summer, I was sitting like out of the pen. I was sitting 92, 94, um, and I just felt I just felt good. So I'm a huge I'm a huge supporter of long toss. I think it's something that um, you can't do too much of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and in the idea of you know, if you think about it, the, f- the further you can throw, the harder you can throw. Right. Mm, I mean, yeah. it makes, it makes sense. Right. When it comes down to like the statistics of it and all that fun stuff. But, um, you know, and then when it comes to, when it comes to like weighted balls and all that stuff, um, I think it's going to be a case by case. Some guys, um, do it well and it, it helps them. Other guys, it hurts them. Right. So I've seen it both sides where it's helps guys get gained below. I've seen it on the other side where it's torn dudes, arms apart. Um, I would say if you're going to do weighted balls, do it right. Do the whole, do the whole sequence that driveline has you do. Cause I've had other buddies that have like, Oh, I like this one, this one, and this one. And they do that. And then their elbow blows up. Cause they just, they're just doing three of the workouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going to do the weighted balls, do the weighted balls, do them all. <clears throat> and then bands, obviously our bands are great as well. Um, bands are good for 
for uh, getting yourself ready to throw. Right. Yeah. It's almost like a, it's like a mini workout before you actually pitch. Um, I can tell you pretty much every single big leaguer does them. Um, if not, if not on the field, they're doing them in the clubhouse before they go out onto the field for their start. Um, but bands are, bands are always good. Uh, weighted balls are going to be, you know, dependent upon your, your level of conviction with them, I guess. Um, and then with the, with the long toss, I just feel like you can never, never do too much long toss. For the but long it, toss, yeah. would you say that you got out to like maximum every day or like would some, would it just vary depending on how you feel? Depending on how you feel, but I tried to get out um, as, as far as I could, I guess. Um, so when I was starting at Canisius, I did two long toss days a week. So I would, the day after I pitched, I would long toss, but that was more of a, like an easy long toss. Mm-hmm. So I would say for routine sake, um, two, at least two long, two long tosses per week in between starts. I would always encourage long tossing the day after you pitch. That's when your arm's going to be the sorest. But that's not like a, meant to be an aggressive long toss. That's just kind of, yeah. in the words of, of Coach Michael McCray, that's taking your, your arm for a walk. Yeah. Um, so it's more of like you, you want to make sure you're, you're getting air under the ball. Right. So when you even when you start playing catch from like 60 feet or 40 feet away, you, you sh- there should be like somebody should be able to walk in between you throwing to your partner. Right. So it should be nice and easy. You're just trying to take it easy. You just threw 100 pitches, 110 pitches. Right. You just you just competed. And and now you want to just start to, to build that process to get back to the point of being able to compete again in six days, or five days. Yeah. Right. So that's that's taking it easy. Even even if you build it out to like on those days, you build it out to 200, you build it out to 210. It's not anything where you should be crow hopping, trying to fire it on a line. That's you're still just trying to get under it, air it out, get that arm loose, get the muscles kind of you know remembering things. Um, if you want to throw a couple change ups from that grip, good. Um, and then as you come back in, you know you throw a quick flat ground, maybe like you know light ten fastballs, nice and easy, glove side, arm side, um, and then and then you're done for that day. And then <clears throat> the next day you would throw a light bullpen. That's the light bullpen day. Again. It's different from starting to relieving. Mm-hmm. Um, relieving, I always just wanted to do the same thing every day because I, I didn't know if I was going to pitch. I might have three consecutive days where I pitched. I might have five days where I didn't pitch at all, right? So it, I didn't want to risk my routine based mm-hmm. on what the coaches, when the coaches wanted me to pitch. I wanted to have the same routine regardless. So mm-hmm. I just kind of went in with that mentality. Whereas with starting, you can really, you really know when you're going to throw. So it's a lot easier to be like, okay, this is my day to, you know, pump the long toss. This is my day to really do an aggressive, like an aggressive 120 and then do like a a good aggressive flat ground. Um, But long toss, I would say at least two times a week. And then the the next time you're going to do the long toss would be um, the day that you throw your bullpen. And that's going to be your, your uh, aggressive aggressive. That's your aggressive long toss. So you can either do it the day you throw your bullpen or the day before. Um, don't do it the day before you pitch, but I would say either. So if, again, if you start on a Friday, you throw long toss on that Saturday. Cause you started Friday, you take Sunday off throwing a bullpen Monday, you're throwing a bullpen Wednesday, right? So you throw a bullpen Monday, you, th- you would do the aggressive. So I would do the aggressive, like on, a, on, on the, on the Tuesday or the Wednesday. Right. Um, and that, what that is, is again, it's, it's like normal catch, right? You're not trying to lob it. But you're not trying to like when you're at 60 feet, you're not trying to blow the guy's arm off. Yeah. But once once you get out there, right, you're you're trying to keep it more on a line. You're not trying to air it, but you're also not trying to line it. But then when when you start coming back in, right? So if you get out to 250, 300, 
when you start coming back in, that's when you throw it on a line mm-hmm. and you, and you don't care if it's going to skip to him or not. Right. So you just try and throw it on a line, even if it skips to him, whatever, and he scoops it, that's fine. But you want to throw it on the line, keep coming in, keep coming in until you can throw it on the line, hit him in the chest from, you know, 150 feet out or however far out you can hit him in the chest from. Right. Um, but you, that's the important part is that is you want to be keeping it on a line through um, and throwing aggressive, right? You want to be aggressive. You want to try and, you want to try and take his club off. No. And that's, that's, that's when it's good to mix in your changeup too because the big thing with the changeup, right, is, is being as aggressive with the changeup as you are with your fastball. You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to baby it. Right. So that's, that's, I mean, and you got a good changeup, so I'm sure you're, you know that stuff, but when you do the long toss, be aggressive with your changeup too, because that helps you have that mentality of, of really being, being aggressive with the changeup to get it to move and let the grip do the work. All right. I got a question for you. So mm-hmm. let's say, let's say Willie decides that he's going to do his aggressive long toss day on his bullpen day. So like that Wednesday, you know what I mean? Yeah. What would, what would he be doing on like a Tuesday if he's not going to throw that aggressive long toss on Tuesday? Is that just a normal catch day, like a normal throw day? Yeah. Yeah, normal catch day. And then so same still, Thursday. Same with Thursday would be Thursday would be a complete field day because it's the day before you pitch, right? So I know McCray always let us do kind of whatever we wanted on that day. Okay. Um, I would always, again, it's it's dependent on the pitcher. I got I had buddies in pro ball that I played with that were like, oh, I'm only going to throw 60 feet today. It's like, okay, but I, like, are you really doing anything to help yourself? Um, I would always encourage. For me, I always went like at least like 120. Just to, is this just to the day before it. you pitched on like a your live? Yeah, so like it'd be like a thir- it'd be like a Thursday. So the day before I started on a Friday or whatever, right? Um, I would I would try and at least go ninety to one twenty somewhere in there, um, but keeping it relatively crisp. Like I'm not trying to blow the guy up, right? Mm-hmm. But keep it keeping it. Um, it's just a feel thing, right? You know how your arm feels. If you're feeling yeah. good, if you're feeling good, you don't want to blow it blow it out. If you're not feeling great, you still want to get the good stretch in to oh, get a good feel. Stretch. Yeah. No, one, I mean, thing I, one thing I would encourage, um, and I didn't, we did, we didn't, we did, we did a decent amount of it in um, at Canisius, but it was something that I noticed more and more as um, the years that I played pro ball was uh, the importance of flat, flat rounds. At the pro ball level, we threw a flat round every single day. Every day we were done when we were done with our throwing routine, we threw. Um, at least, at least like 10 pitches in a flat round. Uh, it was a pain in the ass for the catchers because we, <laughs> we always had the catchers come and catch all of our flat rounds. If you right. find a pitching, if you can find a pitching, uh, a pitching partner or a, a partner that, that's another pitcher that's willing to catch flat rounds, great. Uh, most guys aren't. I always like catching them, but um, usually, you know, usually, at, at least at your, in high school and in college, you probably won't have a bunch of catchers willing to do that. So it'll probably be your throwing partner. But I would always be, I, I'm always a supporter of, of flat grounds. And even if you throw one every single day, right. But it's the same thing. Like you're not, you're not trying to blow up your catcher in a flat ground, right. It's just mm-hmm. more of a feel thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a good thing to do at the end of your throwing sequence to, to, you know, let that be the last thing that your body remembers, right. Um, is throwing that flat ground. So I would always encourage at least to do like, you know, eight to 10 fastballs. You don't have to try and blow it up, but it's just more like, all right, I'm going to throw, uh, throw, throw four, four arm side, four glove side, and maybe two up, um, to see if I can, you know, get work on that, that elevated fastball. Cause one thing it's, it's just a feel, you know, it's a feel thing to help you get, get back into throwing strikes. And if you ever have a, if you ever have a, um, a challenge where you are struggling getting the ball low, getting the ball down, 
Um, one thing that flat grounds will help you with is get the ball down because you don't have the luxury of falling down a mound. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of pitchers will, will take advantage of just being able to fall down the mound to get, to get the ball low. Um, but with a flat ground, it really does expose a lot of the things that your, your mechanics might be poor at. Right. So you don't have the luxury of falling down the mound. So if you find yourself throwing a flat ground and you're missing like up above the catcher's mask every time, right. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to force you to get down. You can't get down the mound, but it's going to force you to get out on the grass, right. To get, to force yourself to push out to, to get low. So I would say one thing is like, if you're going to work on your fastballs, just try and pound knees at the, you might pound the catcher's knees, get, keep it low um, with the flat grounds. And then same thing with the, with the slider, it'll help too. Cause you can't rely on the luxury of being able to fall down the mound to rip the slider. Like you're going to force yourself to have to get out, right. You got to get out there and you got to snap it off at the end. Um, same thing with the curveball, right? So I think that the, the flat grounds really do help to expose some things that might be wrong with your mechanics, especially when it comes to getting down the mound. Um, and it's just something, it's just something that's like kind of like an, a good check. You can be like, all right, I need to work on, you know, you just help work on control, help work on a, on a bunch of stuff. And we would always have like, we would have the hitters, the hitters would love to come and uh, just stand in for flat grounds. Mm-hmm. So if I, you know, if I had a day where, again, when I was relieving, it was a little different. Like if I, if I had a, a day where I hadn't thrown in like three or four days and I didn't know if I was going to pitch tonight, you know, I would throw maybe a little bit more of an aggressive flat ground, maybe 15 pitches, 20 pitches where I'd like rip some sliders, some curveballs, some changeups. Um, but if I had just thrown, I would only stick with fastballs, changeups. But some hitters would come in just to see, just to see guys throwing because it's easy for them, and it's good for you too because you can you know, work on. If you struggle, like you said, if you struggle, go offside. Have a lefty come stand in and pound, you know, pound kneecaps, right? And like try and try and hammer the left side and, and take the ball to that side. And so it's just a good time to, you know, not put a ton of strain on your arm, but be able to develop and work on some of the stuff that, you know, you you wouldn't normally get get to work on when you're just, you know, throwing throwing with your partner normally. Yeah, yeah, it's good, man. I wrote down I wrote down like the base field like daily layout. So yep. If he needs it, I can give it to him. I like yeah. that. And then it, a lot of it seems like it's feel, too. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you, oh, it's you huge. May take, you may take two days off if you need it. Like, you may take yeah. it Friday start. You may take Sunday and Thursday off every week. Yep. You know, you don't – it just all depends on how your arm feels. So, I think yeah. that's good. Because, um, again, it's like I'm not going to – I'm not going to tell you to long toss and then throw an aggressive flat ground if your arm's hanging, right? Like, that's, that's just – that's not good for you. It's not um, – good for you but at the same time you don't want to do that every week right you don't want to be like oh my arm's sore i'm going to take off this day right you don't want to like get into that habit um you still want to push yourself to try and develop and um you know because what you'll find is if your arm's hanging if you if you do a, like a light long toss like that one we're talking about you'll be like oh my arm's actually feeling pretty good or the mm-hmm. next day you'll be like wow my arm has recovered it better than if i would have just thrown 60 feet and called it a day right because right. you're actually forcing your arm to do some work to to you know get lubricated again i guess you could say and um, get back to get back to the grind. That's good. Yeah. Will you had another question, didn't you? I was trying to think. I forget what it was. <laughs> if you do, you. I mean, I I don't want to keep them too too long. I know you got no, work. Good. Good. I mean, I think we got a lot out of it too. You got a lot of fastball stuff, yeah. change, slider stuff. I know. I know he's he got a mound in his garage now, so he can go and nice. some work done, which is sweet. Nice. Spilt that it's nice. State well, of the art. <laughs> Really, the one thing I noticed with Ron when he was in pro ball, he used to do a lot of uphill stuff. Yep. Uphill throwing stuff, so you can work on some of that too. Towel drills, big. But I'd start playing around with the slider, and then we can figure out a, a weekly routine for you. I mean, the hard part with the summer is there, we're, a lot of kids aren't going to be playing. Yeah. 
you know, so, yep. so for him, if I can get him on like a college schedule or like a summer ball type schedule, and then he mm-hmm. can use like, let's say Friday is his live day. He can come in and throw a simulated game. Yep. I'll even have some hitters come in if we need to and stand in or get some work in off yep. of him. You know, we can do that. That's not really that big of a deal, but all right. Well, Willie, if you don't have any other questions, I think we're good, but I think that was, I think that was awesome. Um, I'll vote one more. Willie, um, quick question for you. When you, when you say you have trouble throwing glove side, is it to, is it like to both lefties and righties or is it just righties? It's to both. Yeah. It's more to both. It's just the whole side in general. I don't know. That's just a feel thing. I mean, that's a feel thing too. I mean, especially with your, if you got movement on your fastball, it can be tricky because it's like you, you don't, you start it out there and it just runs right back middle. Um, big, big thing with that is just picking up, picking up a target. Um, I know for, for me, when I was like in pro ball, my fastball started moving a lot more. Mm-hmm. So it was always, it was always not difficult, but it like not scary either, but like it was always in the back of my head. Like, I don't want to hit this lefty and like, yeah. you know, this guy right here, Mr. Mr. Ronnie over here was a huge component of, or a huge proponent of just getting on top of the plate. So I think I hit you a couple times. I don't remember when our, in our, <laughs> in our inner squads and stuff like that. Um, it was, always loved, it was, always loved taking fastballs off the kneecap. It was Stoltz. I think out of 20 at bats, he hit about 18 times. <laughs> for, the, for your, uh, this is like totally like, like in the back in the conversation. No, you're good. But uh, for your fastball, yeah. You, where's your thumb be? Is it still like right here, like right under to the side? Move it, move it over. I can't see. Oh, you can't see. Like, is it like yeah, right? Yeah. Under, My fastball was always right was there? always no, it was always underneath. Yep. Yep. When I was in high school, I used to throw with my thumb the same way Willie talked about, and I always felt like I was I was gripping it too hard. I actually felt more stress and pain at the end of my throwing days when I would do that. Yeah. Honestly, when I got to college, even though I didn't pitch and I was an infielder, I actually felt like I got looser with my grip and I got underneath it a little bit better. That's why I was able to create more carry on my ball, at least for my position. But like, I think that finding a lace underneath the ball, I think, is a big deal. Yep. Because then that's it's just going to give you more control too. Yeah, it's just going to help you feel more confident. Because I like, I always, if I didn't have my lace, like if I didn't have my fingers or if I didn't have a lace somewhere, um, I just felt like the ball was slipping out. Like it was, like I couldn't like get a good feel for it. Um, which was, yeah, yeah. I mean, and in all my, you know, playing around with different pitches and stuff, like whenever any any pitches where I didn't have like one of my fingertips or one of the one of the edges of my my fingers on a, on a lace, it just felt like I didn't have any control. But, but I would say, yeah, big thing for that for that arm side. Um, I mean, it sounds it's going to sound elementary, but like the big thing is just taking taking your your arm your gloves your glove side to that to that target, right? So whether it be um, you have your have your catcher setting up on on the glove side. It's just when you're when you're breaking right, and just take that take that elbow or however you break right. Take your glove, your lead to that to that target, and go aggressive towards it, um, and never be scared to to hit hit a guy or anything like that. Um, and even if it means you got to aim out further, right? So even if it means like any catchers that you're dealing with, like hey, I'm, I'm trying if I'm if I'm gonna throw gloves side, just set up like three balls off the plate, four balls off the plate, because that's where I'm gonna aim and it's gonna run back on the black. All right. So it's all a matter of feel like you don't, you don't want, that's a big thing with a lot of, like a lot of kids don't realize a lot of pitchers won't understand is like, um, where you're, where you're aiming, it plays a big part, mm-hmm. um, in where the ball's going to end up. Right. 
if you're like for me, for me, at least with my curveball in high school and, and through college, um, I had two different curveballs. I had one that I throw for a strike. Oh, oh, I had one that I threw for a ball, you know, oh, two, one, two. If I was if I was throwing my the curveball to a righty, I would aim at his shoulder for for a strike. Right. Because I'm just I'm just going at his shoulder and it's going to drop, drop down the middle. And if I try to throw it for a ball, I just aim middle and it would drop off. Right. So where you're aiming, it plays a big part. Like, so with the change up, right. Same thing. If, if you're, um, you're trying to drop it off, right. You might aim at the catcher's mitt and it's going to drop down, you know, down below his knees. But if you're trying to throw it for a strike, you might aim at like umpire's mask yeah. to try and to try and drop it middle. Same thing with a fastball, right. So if you're aiming, if you're finding yourself where like your catcher's set up on the black and you can't, you just can't get it over there. Right. It's one of those things where, um, have him maybe set up like four balls off and then try and hit him in the glove. And when like really force yourself to get over there with that lead arm, right. Get it, take the, take the glove over there and let the body, you know, let the body follow the, the lead arm there and, and take it, uh, take it over to the side. And I would, I would err more on like when you miss and you can attest to this too, and you can let me know if I'm wrong even, but like err more on being really like your conviction has to be, it's okay if I hit the guy yep. versus versus, I don't want to hit him. Now you're going to leak that. You're going to leak your fastball middle, and that's when you're going to give up. I mean, I'm yep. going, to, we're going to do some damage if you leak middle. So, pretty error, much every yep. error more on missing like inside than to more over the plate, right? I can tell you, as uh, I mean, I was a pitching coach for a summer, a summer collegiate ball, but any pitching coach that I ever played with, if you hit a guy, if you're trying to go in on a lefty or a righty and you hit him, they're not going to be upset. Because you're, you're, you're doing what you're, you're trying to do, right? If, if you're, if you're o two one two and you hit a guy with a breaking ball, now that's a different story, right? Because mm-hmm. you weren't convicted. You weren't trying to, to snap it off, right? It's supposed to be in the dirt and you hit it right with a curveball. It's happened to me before. It's not, it's not fun. <laughs> um, but if, you, if you're trying to get in on a lefty, o o you know, 0-1, 1-1, right? You're trying to get in on a lefty to, to get him off the plate or trying to get a strike on him and you hit him in the knee or you hit him in the, in the hips, like – it's, 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 as a coach, it's like, I'm not gonna be upset with you, you know, cause that's what you were trying to do. And you just, it just ran in a little bit, but I'd rather have you do that than trying to get in and have it run middle away. And then they're going to hit it hard it's somewhere. Like double in the gap. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. No, this was awesome. I appreciate it, Ron. I know yeah. you got a lot of Thank you. And no I problem. Yeah. Anytime. Start to put this stuff together. So I really appreciate it again. Yeah, anytime. Happy, happy to help. So if you guys, if you guys need anything else from my end, please let me know. But yeah. If, if Willie, Willie if, or Ron, if you don't mind, I'm going to extend your contact info to him um, yep. just in case he has any questions or anything like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Shoot me awesome. a text. Shoot me a text. Shoot me a call if you have any questions or whatever. I'm happy to help. All right, guys. I really right. appreciate it. Have right. a good rest of both of you guys. Yeah, Thanks. You too. See you, Willie. Yes. See you, Ronnie. Take care. Bye.